that noise? That was like a dung noise. What was it? Is it me recording, probably? Oh, okay. Hello, Claire Isaac. Hello, Lisa Sinclair. I'd like to complain about something. Can you put me through to your HR department, please? You think that's funny, don't you, because I'm wearing a headset? I do. You're going to do this every week? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You have been warned, listeners. Welcome to um, podcast playing Devil's Avocado. With me, Lisa Sinclair, wearing a headset. Yeah. And you, Claire Isaac. Wearing some headphones. Wearing big old headphones, like mm. a DJ. This week, Claire Isaac, we yeah. have some, as always, we have some Culture Club. Culture Club. We've got a little bit of Snack Attack. Mm-hmm. What hurts now? You've got some sleep tips. Yeah, um, <laughs> which I never a, follow. Which you never follow. A bit. Have you tried my pink noise yet? No, I should do oh, that. Sorry. I'm not going to do you until you've done that. This will be a very quiet podcast then. Big question. <laughs> um, and some other stuff, but also a new section, which we'll come ooh, to ooh. shortly. Mm. Actually, should we do that now? Should we okay. start off with the new section? Sure. Okay. So, let's go. New section. Diddle, 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 diddle. Yeah, do you like that? Mm. Uh, Claire Isaac, how yeah. you say, how do we feel about sexting? Yes. How do After we feel about Payne, sexting? The, the Tim Payne scandal, I assume you're referring to. Yeah, no, just general, I wanted to send you a, oh. a dick pic. No. <laughs> have you ever sent or received a dick pic? No, I've never sent one. I don't have no. a dick to take a pic. No, oh. have you ever sent a boob pic? No, I don't no. think I have. What about a vag pick? <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you? No. 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 I think we're just, it's a generational thing. So Tim Payne, the Australian cricket captains, had to stand down because four years ago, whilst married, he was sexting um, a female member of staff. Yeah. She was sexting him back as well. I was sort of like, oh, who gives a shit? It's four years ago. He's, you know, why bring it up now? Mm. However... Then it came about that his brother-in-law was sexting the same woman. And then I was in. I was like, oh, that's a good <laughs> juicy scandal. Whether we need to know about it, I don't know, but I am in. You're in. Yeah. I, I'm in in terms of I just love reading all that stuff. And I also, oh. I like reading people's, I love it when they release the text. <laughs> it's so humiliating, yes. isn't it? Because you I mean, imagine if we like release some tool. of our texts, Claire, where we're just burbling oh, on. Oh, yeah, I know. Or, or being sad about something, whatever. Or being, yeah. I mean, I feel like I would hope that if someone was going to text sext me or if I was sexting someone, I wouldn't resort to finish me off. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I would. I mean, maybe you get so het up and caught up in the moment that you kind of you forget where you are or what you're doing. I don't know. I just I always think they sound like such you know grubs, and it's not, it's not. But then, look, it's not ideal. No. But I think we need to stop expecting these young men who are filled with testosterone, which makes them good at what they do in the sporting arena, to then behave. In this sort of, you know, idealistic fashion. way. Um, I'm not saying that they have to drink their own wee, like out of what was it, the bubbler? Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> rugby league. Yeah. But I think, you know, 
I don't want to say boys will be boys because I don't agree with that either. But maybe, the, you know, people mess up, don't they? Especially young men. Young men mess up and, well, everybody messes up. So, I don't know, there's sort of this outrage all the time at everything. And I'm not Mrs. Outraged of Sydney, generally. I'm really not. Um, I But... You know, some things annoy me, but mm. I'm all, I'm sort of almost fatigued with the outrage. Mm. No, I hear you, but I mean, I, and I guess she was com- she was complicit in it, right? So she she seemed to be consensual, yeah. And then at the end, she said, "I've got to go and feed my kids," whatever she said. And then yeah. he said, "Well, you've got to finish me off." But <laughs> <It is laughs> I seem to be when you put it like that, it is gross. But what I think is. There's a difference between someone sending you unsolicited dick pics and being and vulgar and, uh, yes. and harassing you and having yes. a consensual bit of sexy fun. Yes. Um, then the only issue morally is that he was married, but then that's yeah. something that's up to him and his wife to work out. Well, is it, though, as the captain of the cricket team, though, you see, should he be ethically above board? Does that, does that show bad ethics? I mean, I think they, I, I don't Poor know. I, I don't know why we need to see. The, I mean, I'm glad we did see the text because they're funny. Yeah. But I wish I don't know why we need to. No. I'm not sure. And in, and in that case, if we didn't see them, do we need yeah. to hear about it? Do we just? Does he need to be no. privately? But then, what if slapped? it was a politician? What if it was a married politician? You'd want to know about it, wouldn't you? Because yeah. they're not behaving in a decent fashion. No. But I mean, all he's got to do is fucking throw a ball. That's true. It's not like he's got to. I mean, I'm getting. Um, I'm all irate about people being lauded too much for doing jobs as well at the moment. I'm yeah. really, mm. oh, which leads us on to our next news <laughs> and views. I just have to say, I stole that jingle from my husband, who uses it when I tell him boring things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't That's take credit funny. for it. So if I say something like the egg. My yolk on my fried egg broke this morning. He'll go, don't know. That's quite amazing. I'm going to steal that. Next up, you've been getting, you have been Mrs. Outrage from Sydney about the whole Adele controversy. Yes. Now, talk us through it. Well, as we all know, so Matt Doran, who is a sports and political sort of reporter for TV Channel 7. Got yeah. flown over to the UK for Australia's only interview with Adele. And he did the interview and then she asked him a question about the album and he said, I'm sorry, I haven't heard it yet. And she supposedly chucked a bit of a wobbly about it. Or but he said company, that she did it. Yeah, the record company did. Said they mm. couldn't run the interview. And he says he wasn't given the album. No, he was given it, but he was given it in an email that he didn't see until it was oh, too late. Oh, okay. So he was oh, emailed you really a link to closely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I used to be a music journalist and was one for years, right? Mm. And I That's have really. Done... I don't think you've ever told me any of your stories <laughs> from those days. Why not? Um, uh, let me tell you some now. No. So, I, but but I just feel many i'm very conflicted about the story everyone is up in arms because he didn't do any research and it's just so disrespectful of him not to go to the interview yeah. while hearing the album now i understand that but i also feel like we're also bowing down to queen adele as if like it's so embarrassing to send one of our convict you know people out to interview you and he hasn't done his job properly and we're so sorry queen adele oh please forgive us and it's like she's just adele she's not the queen you know, Why was like, he suspended then? Because he hadn't done his due diligence because he before. He hadn't done his job, and he he's done, he's done, bought done, the, done his job properly. Yeah, and he was, and he's brought the nation, the network into disrepute. And I mean, of course he has, because he should have done it. 
I'm not actually disputing the fact that he should have listened to it. Yeah. But I can honestly say, hand on heart, probably half the interviews I did when I was at Smash Hits, I hadn't heard the record beforehand. Sometimes because I couldn't have, but sometimes because I just didn't. I'm outraged on behalf of all those poor boy bands. (laughs) But, you know, I was asking them, have you ever grown cress in a gumboot? You don't need to hear their (laughs) album for that. Um, So, oh, was that the cat? Yeah, climbing up the door. Um, so I just, look, but I just feel like we're all so outraged by it, and mm, we're also like calm down. But we're also like, it's like Adele is just a person. Yeah, yes. she's talented, and she's made a great album or whatever. But like, it's not like he has shamed the nation. <laughs> all he's no, done he is made he a bit of a mistake. He didn't sext her. No, he didn't did he? say you got to finish me off, Adele. She might have liked Look, that. Look, I just think dealing with celebrities is such a pain in the arse oh, these days with all the is. publicists and agents and yeah. blah, blah. That, uh, they just yeah. think they just need, like, everyone just needs to get a grip. She's just like, if someone was really good at making pies and made an amazing pie mm. and you didn't ask them what was in the fucking pie <laughs> when mm. you went to get it, would mm. you lose your job over it? You know, like, it's, it's like celebrity chefs. Mm. It's, they're just chefs. Get a grip. <laughs> Get a grip. All right, moving on. Right. Actually, unless they're podcasters and then, you know, if they're great podcasters, they need to be worshipped. Um, sorry, oh, did I like that section? Yes, I did. I can't do that very well. Um, okay, next up, Claire. Shop till you drop. Shop till you drop. Do we have a song for that? Or is it just shop till you drop? Let's not do a song. Okay. Yeah, let's not do a song. Now, talk me through um, the great cushion cover. (laughs) Debacle Debacle. 2021. Well, they had these amazing cushions in Ikea, and I think they were designed by someone famous. Oh. You know, like a... Like Like Harry Mako or something. No, yeah, but like I think like um, someone amazing. Kath Kidston or something. Yeah, but not her. Anyway, and... I got a little alert on my Instagram saying shop now, you know. So I went in and I thought, oh, good, I can buy these cushions. So I ordered two little rectangular shaped cushions with a serpent on them. And I ordered two big cushions and then I ordered the inserts for them. And um, they had a beautiful throw and I was like, oh, should I get the throw? And I was like, oh, maybe it's too much. I don't know anyway. But So I went to the checkout. And because some things might be sold out. This is on the line. This is on the line. line. Yeah. Um, And because of the fact that some things might be sold out in your territory or whatever, that terrible phrase, when I got to the checkout, all I could buy was two (laughs) rectangular cushion inserts, nothing else. (laughs) Did you buy them or not? No. No. But I was like, don't get me go through the whole process thinking I'm buying these designer pieces and be really excited. This is part of the reason I've given up on online shopping because it Mm. just happens all the time. Mm. You go through the whole, you know, you spend an hour choosing the perfect, you know, lounge pant and then you get to your basket and it says not available and Mm. it's like, oh, fuck you then. I know. Like, it's so annoying. I know. Or when they send you a reminder saying, did you forget about us? You know, like put something in a basket somewhere. And then when you go back to it, you go, oh, all right, I'll get it then. Go on. It's like they just want to kick you while you're down. I know. Bastards. Um, Look, you know, I've been talking about how much I hate online shopping quite a bit recently. Um, So, and that's part of the reason why. I don't understand Black Friday. What what the hell is Black Friday? I know it's the Friday before Thanksgiving. It's just another, it's it's like cyber. Black Friday. I don't know. Because you're 
Because you're gonna, because you're gonna well, fall Google into it. a debt hole. Yeah, should be called know. Red Friday then. Yeah, well, because it's Cyber Tuesday, isn't there? And there's, there's all the different ones. I don't know, but um, it I makes me call... nervous. Does it make you nervous? There's something to do with heavy pedestrian traffic. Oh, still doesn't really or make something. any sense. Yeah. Um, are you gonna do anything? Are you sucked in? Uh, look, I generally am, as you know. I love a bit of an online mm. shop. But I did look to see. Uh, there's some things I need, like some moisturiser and stuff, and I was waiting to see if there's anything in the Black Friday sales. But actually, I just can't be bothered. So mm. unless something sort of comes up in my Instagram or Facebook feed, which I later then can't buy because they won't be able to let me add it to cart, then no. I was sucked in by the Daily Mail story about the Boots Number no. 7. Oh, yeah. Serum that yeah. you can get a price line. yeah. Well, but I got, then I thought, I'm, a pink, I'm going to London. I'll buy it there for cheaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, good idea. I'm a pink diamond tier member of Priceline because I spend oh. so much there. And um, they've got some gift for me if I go in there, they say. So maybe right. I should go in there to buy the what it is. serum. I don't know. Hmm. Usually you get a little Sorry. bag full of tap, don't you? Bag full of tap, Claire. Yeah. Okay, well, that was shop till you drop. Hmm. Should we do a bit of um, Coach Club? Oh, you just went off piste. Yes, please. Culture Club. Club. Culture Club. Coach Club. <laughs> now, I didn't understand what you meant by this. I almost saw Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I almost saw Benedict's Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Is he nudie? Yeah, he gets nudie Rudy. So talk us through it. So I went to see The Power of the Dog, which is the new Jane Campion movie. It's got right. Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Yeah. And it's also got Kirsten Dunst in it. And oh, her, her her partner, Jesse Plemons. And it's a sort of Western. It's set in Montana, I think. I'm a Western. It's not really a Western. I've kind of, oh. I've sort of overplayed it. It's just a, a movie about olden times America. It make you want to go to Montana. Yeah, it does. It makes you want to yeah. go to Montana. So they own this. Um, it's like 1925, and they own this ranch. And um, Jesse Plemons plays a guy called George, who marries this woman called Rose, who um, runs a restaurant. And they go back to the the ranch where they live and his brother is Phil who's Benedict Cumberbatch and he's very angry all the time and he's just very broody and a bit Christian Bale you know a bit, a bit angry Christian yes. Bale and then um the the son of Rose has a son called Peter who's very effeminate very feminine feminine effeminate is that the word Yes. Um, uh, and obviously not sort of cut out for Western life and gets made fun of a lot. And so Phil sort of takes him under his wing, even though he's quite cruel to him at the start. And so, and then you find out some things and then you wonder what's going on. And that's really all I can say because okay. I don't want to destroy alert. it. But it's, um, it's really good. Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, he always plays... Like detective people, and you know, he's very posh, and mm. all that. but he plays a really good, evil kind of mm, angry. Yeah, and he takes his clothes off at one point, goes for a swim in the water, which is how I nearly saw his Cumberbatch. Mm. And um, and then I wanted to dissect him. No, I didn't. <laughs> but he is quite hot. What about a few years ago when they had all the otters that looked like Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, he looked like one <laughs> they of them were quite amazing. in the water. But he does things like he castrates a bull with his own ha- bare hands. Whoa, whoa, disgusting. Anyway, really good film. 
really the cinema? good film. Is that the cinema? It's called The Power of the Dog. How many out of ten? I'd give it eight popcorn Gosh, kernels that's out very, of ten. The popped popcorns or just the disappointing Hard bits ones. that you get left over? <laughs> no, popped ones. Fully popped okay. and covered in delicious Fully. butter. Yum, yums. <laughs> All righty. Well, I haven't been to the cinema, but I have been watching the telly. Mm. And I that have surprises been watching... me, Lisa, because I, you know, you're not really a yeah. big television yeah. person, are you? That's right. Um, I am watching Rick Stein's Secret France, oh. which is a new series right. to Australian TV. And because he's done his French Odyssey, and that's about you know how every time you turn on the TV, and it doesn't matter what channel you put on, Rick Stein's on there at the moment, or Jamie Oliver. Have you noticed that? Yeah, or else, um, what's the one who does the trains who used to be Michael Portillo? Oh, Michael Portillo, <laughs> yeah. Rick Stein is either in Mexico or he's in France, and they're, they're, or he's having a weekend away, and they're all um, really old series, and I've seen them all. Mm. Anyway, I was very excited because this is a new series, Secret France, um, and he loves France and he knows it really well, and it's just so lovely to watch him poodle around France and the countryside and the cheese and the wine and mm. the food. Mm. and the villages Ooh, and lovely. the medieval towns. Oh, maybe. And, oh, it's marvellous. You'll want to, it's Trabian. You'll be <laughs> wanting to go to France quick smart after yeah. if you watch it. Yeah. Vite. <laughs> yes. I would give it um, nine cheese, tri- cheese triangles. Oh. Not triangles because you wouldn't eat them, but, you know, cheese wedges Yeah, out of, it... out of a big camembert. Ooh, Lovely. Um, um, you're watching something else. Oh yeah, I'm watching Love Life season two. Did you watch Love Life season one? I think I watched. One is that, that Anna? Um, Anna yes, I did watch a bit. I watched it up to about episode four. Yeah, I've sort of. I'm excited to watch season two, mm. and I started watching it, and it's now there's a male protagonist this time around who has different dates depending on what episode you're at. And I started watching it and I thought, oh, do I care enough to watch a man dating? But actually, it's very interesting the way he treats the women. It's quite, mm-hmm. it's actually like reading a chick lit book. Like, it's just very light, very easy to watch. Um, he's black and so most of the, and he was married to, an Engl- to a white girl and they split up and then he dates a succession of black women. So it's really interesting in terms of why he does that. Mm. It's actually really worth just flicking on if you've got nothing to watch because you you know it's quite it's quite fun. I quite enjoy it. Oh, I watch it with my husband. Like you know, it's not like you, no. you can't really justify it in any way other than it's entertaining. He's quite cute. Hmm. Okay. Um, I am watching an oldie which is on Stan, which is The White Queen. Yeah, what's that? I don't even know what that is. Well, it's based on Philippa... It's a BBC production, I think, and it's based on Philippa Gregory. It's quite old. Um, oh, and it's all? Bas- it's all about... Aren't we all? It's all about the War of the Roses. Um, oh, yes. And if you watch it... Did you like Game of Thrones, Claire? Yes, I did, Lisa. I loved Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, you should watch it then, because it's basically the real Game of Thrones. Right. And weirdly it's filmed at the same locations. So that's quite confusing because you're like, well, that's, you know, the castle in the north and now you're in there. Um, but if when you watch it, there's so many parallels with Game of Thrones that it's quite interesting because this is like the real life from the right. 1480s or whatever. Mm. And there's lots of good costumes and kings and queens. And it's all about three women, actually, who are all battling for the throne. Um, and I'm very much enjoying it. And the good thing about it is there's another series after the white princess and then there's another one after that so i'm sort of missing my um my period dramas a bit and i've got a long time to wait before downton comes out the new movie right. mm. and bridgerton so i thought mm. oh well i'll just give it a go and i'm really thoroughly enjoying it mm. 
Mm, I'm not really a big fan of period dramas, but I do do like Game of Thrones. Although I have a real thing with made-up names, so this will be quite good for me because they'll be real people. Well, they're, and then they're made-up names. The real names are even weirder than the made-up names. Oh, well, just I just can never remember made-up names. I get really uh, confused with people. Gargantuan, come here. What, what's what's <laughs> does you? What is your problem, Petrokoskisk? You know, you just like what? And then you have to try and remember who's who. And you have to write a fucking diagram. It is hard. Yeah, it's hard. too hard. It is. Um, <laughs> I've also been listening to some music. Oh yes, I've been listening to Yola. Yeah, I don't know what that is. You always know the good things, the music things. Yola, um, she is um, an, a British artist. Oh, I think you've she, heard of, I think you've spoken about her before. I have, because yes. her first album was amazing, and her second album is amazing as well. It's called Stand for Myself, and she got two Grammy noms this morning. Oh, that's good. And she um, is Nashville-based. It says she's described as. This album, Stand For Myself, crisscrosses classic pop with a rock and roll spirit, country twang and undeniable disco Ooh, grooves. that's perfect, isn't and it? And who wouldn't like that? And she's in the Baz Luhrmann Elvis movie, is she? Yes, she is. She's playing um, Sister Rosetta Thorpe, who was a rock and roll nun. Mm. But she's credited as being the, um, the instigator of rock and roll. Wow, okay. Yeah, she's an amazing, amazing woman, and Yola is playing her in the Elvis biopic, so that's oh. exciting. I'm actually very excited about the Elvis biopic. Yeah, I am too. I coming up. Wait. But it's not Elvis, is it? It's the Colonel, actually. Yeah, well, whatever. Whatever. Can I just quickly say, just quickly, Culture Club, and then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Morning Wars finale. Oh. WTF. What the actual? Honestly. Look, I, know, I read something about it where they said, uh, spoiler alert, if you yeah. don't want to hear... Discussion about it because you haven't watched the end yet. Don't, go, away, don't go away now for a minute and come back. Um, that they were talking. I read somewhere the the director was talking about how they were going to address COVID, mm. and I think they did a terrible job of addressing COVID because they made it. I think they should a, have not bothered. Well, I think they could have had it around, but they didn't have to give it to everybody and then make make it also. I actually think why bother? It's awful. We hated it. What we like is like looking at New York people being New Yorky and mm. media, and you know, like it didn't bring anything to the party, did it? I guess. I guess what it did say is that no one is was immune, and during that first real kind of terrible rush of it through the world, um, you know, if you didn't take it seriously, you could have. You know, like they didn't yeah. really take it seriously, and so you know. But it feels like so long ago now, yeah, doesn't it? it was We've weird. moved on so much that it felt really old. I yeah. thought, and really, yeah. I don't know. And my also, mum, my mum, hello, Marion, is watching. Marion, <laughs> she's watching it, um, season one so far, and I was like, oh, don't bother with season two. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Season one was amazing. Yeah. Don't bother season two. No. They're doing a season three. I mean, what are they going to talk about? I mean, Bradley's so annoying. Snack attack! Snack attack! Snack attack! Now, I thought you'd done these. Um, I think we've just, spoke, but, we, yeah, we've spoken about different flavours ones of these. Yes, I we think. had the pickle ones. Mm. These are the harvest snaps, the baked pea yeah. crisps. But a friend of mine, we'll call her Julie, sent me a, a snapshot of a of a packet of the salt and vinegar flavour ones and said, you have to talk about these in Snack Attack, they're amazing. So I went out, I'm not one not to do my research. Yes. I went out, I bought myself some, I ate the whole packet in one sitting. Yes, well, that's what happens with these, especially if you've got a beer or gin and tonic. No, I didn't. I didn't. I just sat there and ate them like a oh. loser. And oh. I couldn't stop, couldn't stop. It was like I was on a mission. Right. So that says to me that they are delicious. 
Salt and vinegar. They hey, are it? delicious. Yeah. I Not bought some cheese. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, it's Maggie Beer cheese. I thought it was Mersey Valley. It wasn't. It was Maggie Beer cheese, caramelised onion, Ooh. deliciously crumbly. It's very delicious. I wouldn't say it was deliciously crumbly, but <laughs> I, it's very tangy. It's that real, like, oh, oh yeah, type um, type cheese. I didn't know Maggie Beer did cheese. Did she, you? There's nothing she doesn't do, is there? Does it have verjuice in it? Verjuice in it? Yeah, I don't she... think it has verjuice. Um, but I can highly re- recommend her cheese, especially coming into festive season, Claire. Mm. Does she do a um, selection of different cheeses or just the one cheese? No, she does different cheeses and pâtés, all sorts. Oh, yeah, I've had her pâtés and I've had her yeah. quince paste, obviously, in her... Yeah. Know. Obviously, her quince paste. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> look, talking about festive season, this yeah. is a segue. Ah, mm-hmm. You sent me a story about Hogo. Yes, I did. Hogo, it's the new thing. The hassle of what going out. The what? The hassle of going out. Hassle of going out. Yeah. Yes. So we're People all... just can't. We've lost our mojo to to, and we have no, um, what's it? Um, y- you know, Fogo. What was oh, yeah. it? We have no FOMO. We have. We no... have no FOMO. We don't want to go out anymore. I can't remember what it is now. We... And nobody cares about YOLO. Yeah. And <laughs> so we've got Hogo. Hogo. So um, apparently, in the UK, they were talking about how once Freedom Day came and everything, everyone was going to have this amazing kind of, you know, go back to everyone never turning down any invitations, all going to every theatre. And we've all said it, haven't we, across yeah. the world? You know, God, I can't wait till I can go to a party in a pub and then I'm going to go to dinner and then I'm going to go and have yeah. a baba. And then apparently what's happened, especially in the UK and probably the same here, is that no one goes anywhere. People no. just make plans and then cancel them. And it's been called the hassle of going out because we've spent so long at home that we're institutionalised, that we yeah. don't know how to do things outside our bubble and we're just a lot more comfortable inside so we're probably mm. we're probably okay with having people coming to us yes done a lot of that um, but i haven't i've done it once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I will, um, i'll talk more about that later oh okay but then there was a so rod stewart which i might post this on the um p days because it's funny he's posted a photo of himself dancing as he cleans up after a lunch with his family i saw this um the other day on instagram and you kind of go, it's so funny, isn't it? Because he's not out, he's just at home. They're all doing the washing up. And it's very yeah. relatable, and yet it's kind of safe. And we all know where we fit into that world. It's all very easy. Don't you think part of it, though, is that, um, you know, for him to take his 153 kids out for a meal would cost <laughs> so much money, and we're all used to not spending that money now. If you can stay home... And spend a hundred bucks on food and drink, whereas in the past you would have spent, you know, a hundred bucks on Ubers alone plus yeah. in a restaurant that you've only got a two-hour window, um, and that's going to cost you two hundred. You know what I mean? I think we've all got used to not spending the money and not being asked. Yeah, it said in this story that socialising is a muscle that needs a workout, and much like our real muscles, it's gone wobbly. Mm, has. I think that's true. I'm going I also out on think. Where are you going? I'm going to a friend's house. <laughs> Uh, it's not is that out though or it's is not that out, in? out it's not, not out, out, out. out i think the shit weather in australia is not helping because mm. usually this time of year you'd be sitting in a pub garden or do something nice or go for a long lunch but it just hasn't stopped raining it's not going to stop raining El all Nina. summer 
Um, I went out last Thursday night, Claire. Yes, you did. Now, and hang on a sec, because I think what you said to me before you went out was, I'm going out for two and then I'm gone. What two and it? through. Two, two and, and through, through, you said to me. Two yeah. and through. Two what drinks. time did you get home, Lisa? About half twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? It was one of those impromptu nights that you couldn't recreate, you couldn't plan it. We went for a few drinks for a friend's leaving do at her job. And then we left at night. We were leaving at nine o'clock and we were coming down the stairs. We were on the rooftop. We we're coming down the stairs, got to the ground floor, and it was absolutely packed. And they were having a drag queen competition. So, what are you meant to do at that point? They had a DJ pl- spinning tunes, including mm. the nanny theme oh, wow. tune. Amazing. I would have stayed for that. So, people often uh, what tell do you me mean? I look like the nanny. Oh, well, I would take that as a compliment. Mm, Nanny, fr- Nanny Fine. Um, <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Um, you know, so we stayed and we danced and we cheered on the drag queens and we had the most fun, 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 fun night. But um, that's I reckon that's the first time I've been out like that in two years. Mm, it's funny, isn't it? Because you I mean, not that you ever, not, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't be noticeable if you did that before like you would just kind of go oh yeah no. we went out for Shari and we ended up blah or, you know we went out here and yeah. we did this but suddenly it's become this thing where you go oh and then I was out I know out out, out. <laughs> well that leads us on to what hurts now um I was a little bit hurty with my hangover and I vowed never to drink Prosecco again oh yeah gotta be careful with the Prosecco don't you uh, so much sugar. It's it's evil. Um, you have some sleep tips. Yeah, because I spend my whole life looking for re- reasons to not sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or reasons to try and get back to sleep. So, But this really spoke to me. It was in the Sydney Morning Herald lifestyle section and it said overthinking how to... Um, hang on, I've got it here. Let me say it says. The actual headline of the whole story was overthinking when you're trying to sleep. Manage your racing mind. And I was like, you are speaking my language, story. Mm. So they say that, you know, if you're lying there and your mind's racing, you've got, there's a few things you can do. The first thing they say is to reframe sleep. So when good people who sleep perfectly through the night wake up at 3 a.m. for whatever reason, they look at the clock and they go, oh, it's only 3 a.m. I've got another four hours. That's me. (laughs) Whereas I wake up and go, oh, shit, here we go again. I've only got four hours left. I'm never going to go back to sleep. So you have to change your mindset into that of the good sleeper to think about sleep and wakefulness in an entirely different and positive way. So I'll try that. They also say try to stay awake. So rather than try and force yourself to wake up, try and keep your eyes open as long as you can. Even if you feel sleepy, resist and you could easily fall asleep, which I think is quite hilarious. sticks in your eyes. Just imagine if my husband turned over and I was just lying there with my eyes wide open staring at him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Might try that later. Um, the quarter of an hour rule. So obviously if you can't fall asleep within a quarter of an hour, get up and do something else. Um, yes. And then go back to bed. Now they even suggest going on your phone, which I think is a no-no, but it, mm-hmm. they tell me, so I'm going to do what they say. All right, do what um, they say. And you might then be able to break the habit. So that's interesting. Managing your racing mind by um, all, what they actually say is doesn't, don't look at work. Don't don't worry about it. So rather than kind of think of all the things that people say, like write things down next to the bed and all that stuff, they just say, allow your brain to reset overnight. Don't worry too much about stress because as humans, we're designed to manage it. 
which is quite wow. interesting. So that's that's interesting. actually quite stress-relieving in itself. It is. you kind of go, oh, okay. Implicitly, they say, what good sleepers are doing are not thinking about or dwelling on sleep. They're just doing it. If they mm. have a bad night, they shrug it off, expecting to sleep well the next night. The key is to allow sleep to become dominant again and not your thoughts. Oh, it's so, good advice, Claire. I think it is good advice. I mean, whether or not I take it, mm. it's another thing. But, you know. Mm. It's one of the things that keeps you up at night, being worried about how busy you are. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? It's awful. All the busy is awful, isn't yeah. it, at the moment? So I, busy. It's but it, like, you know, because I think we were talking about this the other day about how are we so busy? You know, you've just got so much to do before Christmas and everyone's saying, and I've got so much to do before the end of the year because obviously people are taking off that time between Christmas and New Year. And I was like, oh, no, no, that I don't know that I'm feeling that. And then, of course, as soon as we say that, that's yeah. what happened to me. Like I know, it smashes you over the face. <laughs> I was driving. It punches you in the face. Yeah, I was driving today and I was like, I had to get back to do some work and um, I got stuck in traffic and then a man tried to cut in front of me and I was like, well, and I was, I just found myself so stressed out. And, you know, I did that breathing thing where you breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four. And it actually really yes. helped yes. just calm me down. Well, and I was good. like, this busyness. Well, Bambanium also helps. Yeah, <laughs> good <laughs> stiff drink. But um, couldn't do that, I was driving. Um, mm. But I just feel like that busyness is like we equate busyness with stress. Maybe there's something about that. Like maybe we need to stop thinking that being busy means stressed as well. I might look into that. Mm. All right, look into it, Claire, and mm. report back. Mm. Um, speaking I, of stress, though. Speaking of stress, that, you know, I said that we'd had people over. Yes. We had some friends over for dinner, and I kept saying all night, Oh, I can smell burning. Can you smell burning? Can you smell burning? Everyone's like, no, there's no burning. There's no burning. Oh, someone's lit their fires. I was like, they haven't lit their fires in November. It was cold, though. And then it was like, oh, maybe they're back burning, blah, blah, blah. In the morning, Timmy comes upstairs. He says, gosh, that burning, I can still smell that back burning. He's Googling back burning. No back burning. <laughs> Come downstairs. He says, what's that? On the deck where he, or someone, and I'm not going to point fingers, Claire. Mm. Someone... Had lit the someone um, whose name mos- rhymes with Zimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, had lit a mosquito coil. Right. Put it in a um, plant pot, terracotta pot that had soil in it. Mm. Anyway, by the next morning, it burnt through the terracotta pot, <gasps> fallen onto the wooden deck, and burnt through the deck. Claire. Oh my goodness, that's so dangerous. We had to throw a bucket of water on it. Oh my god, because so it was, it was still, still smouldering. <gasps> yes. Wow. Absolutely terrifying. Googled mosquito coils and house fires. Very common, Claire. Wow. Just people don't really know that. I don't think people know that. So Mm. that's my public service announcement for you. You're great. Mm. Now we've got to have the deck replaced. (laughs) And I went on to our local Facebook, you know, living group where everyone just fights with each other all the time. You know, those groups. And I said, oh, can, you know, can anyone help? replace these blah blahs anyway this guy came i rang this guy this handyman he said oh are you that one from Balmain living i said yeah he went oh dear <gasps> so um yeah all very orkies and don't recommend no highly don't no. recommend so let's finish up yeah with a big, big question. question i have a big question for you yes <clears throat> lisa mm. <laughs> You're on a plane. I'm okay. on a plane. You're on a plane. You need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. There is 
a queue of even though they're not allowed to congregate in the aisles around the bathroom there's a three or four people congregating around the bathroom in your economy seat yes do you walk purposefully through to first class and use their bathroom through the curtain Mm -hmm. no never Mm. i wouldn't have the i wouldn't have the guts do you know what? Don't they send you back? Don't they like send you back? Apparently not. Well, apparently you can do it. Whether or not you should do it, morally. I don't think they'd let you through. No. Okay, so I was reading the story on demarge.com. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Everyone thinks you can't use the first class bathroom, but you totally can. As long as you're not standing in the galley, you're free to, free to use their lavatory. And apparently um, they don't have any jurisdiction to stop you. It's just that it's just believed that because there's a curtain there, you're not supposed to walk through. I find and obviously that very say, hard to believe. I think they will say, they can say, can you go down the back? But actually if you said you have no, there's no rules that say oh. I can't use this toilet, you would be allowed to use it. I am declaring international law and my right to use this toilet. <laughs> it is my right as an Australian I citizen. Would, <laughs> I would beg to differ that if that was put in practice, whether you'd get away with it, to be honest. And also, wouldn't all the people who have paid all that money for their first Oh, yeah, no, people toilet, get absolutely up in arms about it. There's this whole yes. thing, there's a Quora, Quora thread about how people are just really upset. Um, but apparently it's true. I'd like to hear from someone. If there's anyone yes. from Qantas... Tell us who is in the PDA's Facebook group. Please tell us. Come and tell us. What I would like you to do, Claire, next time you're on a flight, is to wear like a GoPro on your head (laughs) and test this theory for us. I do. I will. I'll happily do it. I did a story once where I was on a flight where I tested all the things that beauty editors told you to do on the flight. And I had to wear a a face, one of those masks and stuff. I looked like the elephant woman. It was terrifying. It was amazing. Mm. Amazing. And people Um, just stared at me, strangely. Yeah, Mm. they would. Mm. Well, on that bombshell, mm-hmm. go forth. Thank you very much. Go to the loo. Going to the loo, yeah. Um, thank you for your um, assistance in this matter. Thank you, thank you, and I will. I will make a complaint. I want to take this higher to your supervisor. You? Yes. All right. <laughs> I will pass on your concerns. <laughs> all right. Come to the PDAs and discuss it all. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Now. Bye.